Bismillah, alhamdulillah, you're listening to Today Islam, and we're in the final session of the subject of proofs, and we're going to be summing it up and then asking some questions from the Jama'ah, the group, the organization here, and uh, we happen to be, by the way, in Somerville, New Jersey, with the Muslims in the community here, and we'll give you a big salam alaikum. We get the whole thing that time. <laughs> alhamdulillah. Well, we talked a lot about various subjects and some of the things that we knew and didn't know. And I think it's important to sum it up by saying this. For the Muslim, truth is everything. We don't have any room for lies, and we don't have any room for opinions that are not based on something substantial. We need truth. And Allah is al-Haq, which means the ultimate truth. And the deen of Allah, which is called Islam, is also called the Haq. The deen is haq, the truth. The Qur'an is haq, the truth. And Muhammad wasallam is on the haq. And those who follow this until the last day will be those who are on the haq, on the truth. And Allah told us in the Qur'an, O you who believe, speak a word of truth, even if it's against yourself and your family. Say the truth. Say the truth. This is for us, all of us, to work with the truth. And our Prophet, peace and blessing be upon him, وسلم, what did he tell us about it? He, when they asked him about lies, they asked, could a person be in a battle and turn his back and run away and still be considered he's a believer? He said, yes, it could happen. But when they asked him about could a man lie and still be a believer, he said, no. So we want to emphasize over and over and over the truth, the truth, even if it's against ourselves. If a Muslim has done an evil thing, then that's what's happened. But if a Muslim is innocent, then that's what's happened, and we're going to stick with what we have for facts, not supposition, not opinions. And we will take the word of a Muslim over a non-Muslim on face evidence for one reason. Because the Muslim is already sworn to truth. He doesn't have to say, I swear to tell the truth, oh, tell the truth and nothing but the truth. Because if he's a Muslim, he already knows that he has to tell the truth. So having said that, the truths and the proofs of Islam are self-sufficient. The Quran is haq. Over nine million people today have memorized the entire Quran, cover to cover, all over the earth. No one else has memorized any other book like it because there is no other book like it. No other religion has a, a book in the original language that nine million people have memorized so they can forget it. We have the proof, all the proof that we need. And so that's that. If anybody has a doubt, they should go to our website and read about it. Go to Today Islam and check out the truths and the proofs of Islam. If you have people that want to ask about Islam, if they're sincere, send them to our website. We want them to come and learn about Islam, the real Islam. Of course, it'll be in English, but that's the language most of these people speak anyway. Now I'd like to open the floor for question and answers. So if you have something that you'd like to ask or talk about, we have just a few minutes, and so we're going to do that right now. Who would like to be first? Yes, brother. Um, my name is Rashad, and I was born in Alaikum Rashad. Alhamdulillah. Christianity is the right religion. 
Okay, he's saying he has some Christian friends who always try to convince him that their religion is correct. Okay, he's saying he's quite convinced then that, that it's obvious that Islam is the right religion. Well, I'm going to tell you, they're quite convinced that Christianity is the right religion. So now it comes down to how do you handle that? True, I was preaching Christianity, that's true. He wants to know how I got convinced that Jesus is not God and not the Son of God. I had that in there because this is some of the misconception. First of all, we don't need to use me as an, as an evidence. I don't mind doing that. But I want to use the incident, how it took place and what came about. I met a person who I was trying to convince to come to Christianity. He was like you. He was a Muslim, born a Muslim. And he was a friend of mine. And like you're talking about these people, you care about them. You'd like them to know the truth about Islam. And at the same time, they want to sell you on the idea that their religion is the right religion. So let's just ask a question, a simple question. When we see that there are more than one, and we know they both can't be right, or three, and they can't all be right, or ten, and they can't all be right, maybe they could all be wrong. How about that? That's a possibility, isn't it? So what should be the right religion? The only true religion with God has to be what? And Allah said, in Adina, in the Islam. And I want to give a, the translation of the meaning, not the words. Because if I just translate the words, I, I won't convince anybody. Because it says the words, for sure the only religion with Allah is Islam. So they're going to say, well, so what? But if I say for sure that the only way of life, because it uses the term deen, so the only way of life acceptable to the creator and sustainer of the universe is that you would submit to him on his terms and obey his commandments without any reservation. And that you would do it in peace. Okay? And if they say, yes, I agree to that, say, well, in Arabic, that word is Islam. That whole description I just gave is Islam. So how can you argue with what you're saying yourself? Do you believe in God? Do you believe what you should do, what God wants you to do, or what the devil wants you to do? You say, God's will. Do you believe in God's will on earth as it is in heaven? I'm quoting that straight out of two passages of the Bible. And if he says he doesn't believe that, say, well, that's what Jesus told his companions to pray for. God's will on earth. You don't want to pray for God's will on earth over your will, your human nuffs, your ego, your vain desires? Why don't you ask for God's will to be done? That's what I do every day. And then see what he says. Because, by the way, I don't believe in the Pakistan religion. I don't believe in the Saudi Arabian religion. And I don't believe in the American religion. I believe in God's religion. I think he's the only one that has the right to tell me what religion is. And if he says he's not going to accept it, then why do I want to waste my time doing it? If he told me to jump on one foot to ju till judgment day, then that's what I'm going to try to do. But he didn't say that, did he? He never said that. We do God's will. And the key, the real key about Jesus, Son of God, God, all the rest of it is simple, really simple. God is one, 
without any partners. Right? And he doesn't need to come down in his earth to correct his mistakes. Because he doesn't make any mistakes. If he wants to forgive people, he forgives them. If he doesn't, he won't. And the story that they're coming up with is, is nuts, but you don't have to say that. You can simply put it in, in easy terms. And easy terms is that if God wants to forget some, forgive somebody, he could do it. Right? But why would he have to come on the earth and be a man and then pray and ask himself not to put himself on the cross and then when he's on the cross curse himself for being on the cross and then you're coming up and saying this is a perfect way of salvation and since when do you punish the good for the bad what the bad have done this is not God's way this is human way some bad people destroyed some buildings in this country and the innocent Muslims have been being punished for it ever since that's human way is it? And by the way, when I talk like that, they get nuts and they leave. They can't stand it. Because most of the time, people don't want the truth. They want their version of the truth, which means what? A lie. Okay, very good question. Anybody else have anything? Yes? My name is Ali Chaudhary. I'm involved in a group called the Center for Understanding Islam. And my question to you is, uh, dealing with the criticism of Muslim and Okay, this is Ali Chowdhury who is asking the question about basically what are we doing about the charges and allegations being leveled at Islam and Muslims in general. And uh, there have been those who have been speaking out against terrorism and saying that's not a part of Islam. But I ask you a question. What will you do when they come to you and ask you about the verse in the Quran that tells you to commit an act of terrorism is against a certain group? What will you tell them? Well, we have told them that the Quran simply does not tell any Muslim to commit an act of terrorism. But it does. So what will you say when they bring you the ayah? Well, when they bring the ayah, then we understand that some of those ayahs have been taken out of context. It's a clear ayah that says to terrorize a certain group of people. Yeah, but that's, don't, don't sidestep. Don't say there's no ayah in the Quran. It doesn't say it because it says it very clear. For the believers, we have to stand firm against oppression. We have to stand firm against any acts of terrorism. We have to stand up against terrorism and we terrorize those who terrorize people. Which is what Mr. Bush said he was doing when he went to Afghanistan. He said he was terrorizing the terrorists, right? Right? right. He just kind of missed his target, that's all. He wiped out 7,000 people that didn't have a clue what was going on. But that's all right. You know, he, he had a good intention, right?
Okay, he's asking the question about Gentiles. I want to come back to this subject first. I want to finish the subject here now about what we're at, what are we doing about it. First of all, I, I go to the sources and I ask the good scholars to educate me before I open my mouth. And if I don't know, I just won't say anything. And sometimes it's, it's embarrassing for the Muslims. They say, well, Yusuf didn't say anything. They ask him a question. I say, I don't know. And they say, aha, it must mean you're guilty. I said, no, it just means I don't know and I don't make up stuff. But, you know, ask somebody with more knowledge. I'm not out here trying to tell anybody I'm the smartest guy in the world or I'm some big scholar. All I'm saying is that there's some facts out here that people don't know. What's jihad? Tell me what's jihad. What do Muslims think of when they think of jihad? A young boy is thinking about jihad and he asks his dad, can I go for jihad? What does his father think he's talking about? What's he talking about? I'm asking a question. What does the father think his son is asking? He says, Dad, I want to go for jihad. What's he talking about? Is he talking about an inner struggle on himself when he's trying to overcome his personal problems? No. Is he talking about fighting traffic? Okay. He's talking about war, isn't he? Thank you. Okay, but it's not a holy war. Yeah, that's what they call holy wars. They did that to us. The Crusades, the Inquisition... Those were holy wars against us. Yes, true. But what I'm talking about is we need to deal with what the word means and not come up with a secondary meaning. When it's used in the context of jihad fisibililah does not mean that I stood there and said, oh, I need to correct my personality. I talk too much. No, that's, that's not what we're talking about. And that's not what the Sahabi did when they fought the Battle of Medr. They did not sit there and be psychoanalyzed. Did they? No. So jihad is jihad. Tell it like it is. But tell it completely like it is. Jihad is a fight against those who are oppressive, who are mean, who are rotten scumbags that rip people off, rape innocent women, kill children and elders, and have and steal from them. And, and it's a fight against that kind of thing. In other words, it's a war against terrorism. Do you believe in a war against terrorism as Americans? They'll say yes. Well, that's what jihad means. Next question. Don't change what Allah says. You're just going to defeat yourself. Don't do that. That's called apologizing for Islam. You think Allah is going to like you on the day of judgment? You show up and you go, hey, Allah, I soft sell your religion. I got a bunch of people to say they believe there's a God. Allah says, no, you didn't. You didn't do that at all. Because I heard brothers on the street, they think they're giving shahadas to people, by the way. They walk up and say, do you believe there's a God? Yeah. Do you think you should do what God wants you to do? Yeah. Okay, he's a Muslim. He's a Muslim. He said he's a Muslim. Get out of here. What are you talking about? They even get him to say it in Arabic. Say, I believe there's God. Say that. So he says it. And then say, I believe that I should do what he wants me to do. And that's what Muhammad Rasulullah means. Oh, come on, please. This is wrong. This is, not, this is not the real meaning of Islam. We have to tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Stand up, be firm, and say it, and be patient. And guess what? Allah will protect you. But if you play with it, Allah will make you in the worst way you can ever imagine. 
And I've had them do it to me. Oh, they set me up time and again on the radio and the television. They send people out. And they're ready. They got trick questions. They ask me to come down and promote. They say, well, you come down and promote your speech that you're going to do tonight at the university. It was down in Florida. I said, sure. Went down the radio station. The lady that's the hostess of the show, she said, sit right over here. I'm going to turn the microphone on. Yes, you're listening to such and such a program. I'm the hostess, so-and-so. And now I'd like to read something to you. She started reading pages and reviews of the book of Steve Emerson against Islam. And then she said, I have the National Muslim Chaplain of the World Assembly of Muslim Youth with me here today. What do you say about that, Mr. Terrorist? Whoa! Nice way to set me up, wasn't it? How do you answer this? She sat there real smug. You know what? I said, you know what? There's something called a question. And then there's something called a statement. And what you did, you made a statement and you put a question mark after it. So there isn't any need for me to say anything. You made your statement. And now I'll make my statement. My statement is, do you know who this person is? She said, yes, it's Steve Emerson. I said, yes, do you know who he is? He's anti-Islam. He will make up what he can't find. Oh, no, he's top authority. He's the advisor to the President of the United States. I said, well, there's a good credibility right there. Because no president ever lied, did he? Did he? No president ever did anything wrong, did he? Did he? Hello? How, how fast do we forget? What about Mr. Clinton? Do you remember anything about Mr. Clinton? The word Lewinsky became a, a, it became a, a verb. Yes, thank you. And she said, well, how do you manage to say anything against this man? You don't have a book like he has. I said, that's right. I don't have a book like he has. I don't write lies. Well, we, by then she had already set it up, though. The people started calling in with hate calls and everything else. So, what I have a rule, you know, before we go on there, we're going we're gonna to make it clear. If you want your show to be nice, we'll do that. But if you want, we can make it real tough because I'll just put it out there and lay it right out. If that's what you want, we can do that. I like to be nice, but I don't have to. I'm from Texas and we're not bound to any kind of rules. Uh-huh. <laughs> By the way, if I disappear, they wipe me out. You know what happened. They got fed up. I don't care. I'm, the, I'm old anyway. So, uh, anyhow, we want, we want to be clear about this subject. But at the same time, we don't want to bring sin on ourselves and say something that's not Islam. Imagine yourself if Muhammad was standing behind you, listening to you, would you still say those same things? And they ask you, what's Islam? And you go, peace! And you put the V for victory sign up, peace! Peace! This is Islam! Oh, really? How much Arabic do you know? Huh? You're not very much. If you think Islam means peace, then next time I talk to you, I guess I better tell you, Islam alaikum. Because salam is peace. Shalom in, is peace in the Hebrew language. But Islam is not peace. It has peace in it. It has surrender, obedience, submission, sincerity, and peace. Five words. 
So it's only one-fifth. Only 20% is peace. And you don't get that peace until you surrender to Allah. Submit to Allah. Obey Allah and do it in sincerity. Then you get the peace between you and Him. So it's describing your relationship with your God. That's all. You believe there's a God? You want to do what He wants you to do? Then you have to Islam. That's it. Call it what you want to in any language you want to, but it still come back to the verb Islam and the one that does it is a mu-Islam, not an Islam-er. We don't use the suffix, we use the prefix. Mu instead of er. Okay? They go, oh, 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 I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Well, guess what? There might be a whole world out there that you don't know about. You think people who come from a quote-unquote third world, what is third world? Where did this third world concept come from? From first world? And who declared first world? And who declared that there was a third world? And whatever happened to the second world, the one in between? Yeah, right. Uh, you know, this is nuts. We're playing their game. And you can't. You cannot win at somebody else's game. We need to go back to our game. Our game's Islam. It's real simple. You want to know about Allah? Because you don't. Don't come and tell me about God when you don't have a clue. Because I'll ask you the questions that the ancients asked about God, and you won't be able to answer any better than those people did. I'll ask you a first question. Where is God? Believe in God? Where is He? They'll say He's everywhere. Say, oh, really? So He's like in the sunset. He's in the, in the clouds. He's in everything, huh? Everything beautiful, right? Is He in the toilet? They'll go, uh, huh? Well, no. Is He in the HIV virus, AIDS? Is He? No. Well, then where is He? If He exists, where is He? We as Muslims know because he told us he doesn't exist in his creation. And there's nothing in the creation like him. He also told us, There isn't anything that compares to Allah. Why? Because he's not created. He's not in his creation. Therefore, he's where he said he is. He said he created the heavens and the earth in six days. And then and then he went and established himself over his throne. Okay? That's what we believe. They go, oh, well, oh, oh, oh. Well, okay, I'll ask you another question. You believe in God? Can He do anything? Yeah, He can do anything. Can He lie? Well, no. All right, that's something He can't do. Oh. Well, I guess He can if He wants to. I heard one Christian tell me that. He can if He wants to. I said, God can lie. He said, yeah, He can do anything. He can cheat? Yeah. He said, God. I said, wow, man. It's amazing what you believe, isn't it? Can he be a man? Of course he can. He's, a, he's God. He can do what he wants to do. We never say that. We say, Allah is the only power. There's no power except the power of Allah. And Allah is capable of doing what he wills to do. But he never wills to do anything that will make him not be Allah. If you know his isma wa safa, his names and his attributes, his characteristics, you know he cannot lie because he's al-haq, the absolute truth. Duh. I had a Muslim even tell me that. Well, I guess he's God. He could lie if he wanted to. He said, what are you? His name's al-haq. Hello, what are you talking about? But they don't know. We're ignorant. We need more education. We need to spend more time with our scholars and less time with the TV. Less time with the email. Less time with, you know, chasing people around and answering dumb questions. How about this question? These are questions asked over 2,000 years ago by the Greeks and Roman philosophers. If a tree on a desert island 
dies and then it falls over and there's nobody there to hear it, will it still make a sound? Now that's a dumb question. But there are people that used to sit and think, well now, in theory, if there's nobody to hear it, would it still make a sound? And the answer for the Muslim is clear. What do we say? Absolutely. Why? Because Allah hears it. Allah's hearing is everywhere. Allah's not, but His hearing is. Yes or no? Absolutely. We have no problem with that. Then they ask another question. Another ancient question. You might think these are jokes. They were ancient questions. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? The Muslim knows. These people don't know. Ask them, chicken or egg? It's the chicken. Oh, well, where did the chicken come from? Didn't it come from an egg? And they'll go, oh yeah. Well, where did the egg come from? A chicken. Where did the chicken come from? An egg. Chicken, egg, egg, chicken, chicken, egg. Allah told us in the Quran, He did not create the egg first, nor the chicken first. He created a pair, a rooster and a chicken. He compared it like this, a pair of everything. Yes or no? So we know that Allah created everything in pairs, not eggs. Next question. They go, oh, oh. So what we have to do really is realize that these people are so far away from any truth that by trying to talk to them and the questions they ask, you're wasting your time. Educate them first. And I have one of my tapes. It's called Christianity, Islam, a Discussion. When one of their preachers and ministers, he wanted to sit with me and ask me questions or try to convince me to go to Christianity, really. And I let him do all the talking first and we got all done. It's on tape. When he got done, I said, okay, now you said this, but it's actually this. I had a box with me full of books that I know. These are books written by Christians and Jewish scholars about the Bible and about the religion. I said, this book says this. What do you say? Oh, I didn't know that. Well, this book said that. What do you say? Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. He started out telling me that the King James Version of the Bible was written by King James, who was a very religious man. And he wanted to make sure he did it exactly right. And he was perfectionist and blah, blah, blah. He went on and on and on and on and on. And when he got all done, I said, you know what the historians in England say? It was not called King James Version. It's called the Authorized Version. Not King James. Because the ones who translated it were hoping he would authorize it after they did it. And they wrote a beautiful soliloquy in the beginning of it to him and called him Lord... And thanked him for all the wonderful things, including making the crops nice, because they wanted him to say that he authorized, and he never did authorize it. But he didn't kill them either, and they were happy for that. How do you come up with this story? Where did you get it? And I heard another one tell me, he said there were three groups that King James sent out here, and he told them all translate it and bring it all back, and then they compared all three, and if there was even one word difference, he was going to kill them all. So where did you get this story? It's a non-existent story. And you don't mind your religion. You can just lie and lie and lie and lie. There's no problem with you to lie. In us, we can't lie one thing on a lie. We'll go to hell forever. The Prophet said, Let he who tells, uh, attributes a lie to me reserve his seat in the hellfire. Abu Bakr, when he heard this, was so scared he had some hadith he'd written down. He tore them up. They won't. I'm going to tell you right now, they won't do it. 
Um, uh, Dr. Robert Murray out in uh, California has a website up. It's, uh, it's supposed to be Defenders of the Faith, and all they do is attack Islam. Defenders of Faith attacking Islam. That's not defense, that's attacking. I've written him, even before all of these events came up, asking him about a book that he wrote called The Moon God Allah. He lies and lies and lies. And I wrote to him and asked him an email. And somebody wrote back and said, Dr. Mori is too busy to answer his own email. And if you don't, uh, you know, we have to have credentials or we can't even tell him who you are or something like this and what your credentials are. Because I was challenging him to a discussion. They said, well, he won't debate you. And I didn't say debate. That's a discussion. Just want to educate him about some things, you know. They said, well, he doesn't have time for riffraff, right? Just, uh, and so when I sent back my uh, PhD and all the uh, credentials with it, they never answered me. And then after these events came and they put the website, I wrote to every single address on their website because I figured sooner or later some of them will go to him and want to know, did he ever reply to me? And they said, yeah, February he's going to meet with you. He never did it, so they won't do it. We're going to wind it up here. You've been listening to Today Islam. We're going to take a break now. And we want you to visit us on the internet at todayislam.com. That's T-O-D-A-Y-I-S-L-A-M dot com. If you have any questions or comments, please email them to me at shakeyusuf at AOL dot com. S-H-E-I-K-Y-U-S-U-F at AOL American Online dot com. And salam alaikum rahmatullah.